Hey, this is Gabe from Enterprise Earth, and you're listening to Thunder Underground. Welcome to episode 278 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent here, and this week we've got a good one because we've got Gabe Mangold from Enterprise Earth joining us. Gabe's the guitarist for Enterprise Earth. I'm excited to bring this. You know, we've been doing this for over five years, Jason and I, and we've had a lot of hard rock bands, a lot of heavy metal bands, but when it comes to the really, truly heavy bands, the whether it be death metal, grindcore, black metal, whatever it may be, we've had some, but they've been a lot less. So I'm very happy to have Enterprise Earth represented here this week. We've got that interview with Gabe coming up here in just a bit. We've also got a brand new track from our friends in Fist of Rage, which not only that, it features one of the best vocalists in heavy metal over the past 25 years, which is Tim Ripper Owens. So we're going to be checking that out here in just a bit as well. But before we get into that, I need to let you know who supports this podcast, and that is Hella Hot Hot Sauce. A hot sauce company based out of the San Francisco Bay Area in California, run by a husband and wife, and they are doing big things. They make small batch artisan hot sauces, and they've got a great line. If you get on their website, hellahothotsauce.com, you can check it all out. Follow them on Facebook. Check out their collaboration sauces they do. They do some with some metal bands. Ghoul has a sauce called Brain Jerk. And Florida Frank from Hatebreed has a sauce called Florida Frank's Florida Heat. And we actually got some of that in. Jason and I both tried it and loved it. It's really, really hot and it's really, really good. So you need to check that out. Both Florida Frank and Ghoul have been past guests of this podcast as well. I've also got a YouTube video up that I did recently of the unboxing of some stuff that Hella Hot sent us. As well as tasting Florida Frank's hot sauce for the first time. So, do yourself a favor, check out some hella hot hot sauce. If you're in the California area, I know that they sell them in some stores out there as well, but you can order it online. Tell them we sent you. Also, Sunset Tattoo is a tattoo shop right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. 3146 East 15th Street, right in the heart of Midtown. They've got over 25 years of experience. Their tattoos are done good and proper. They're state licensed. And most importantly, they are mother approved. Jake and the crew have done a lot of great work, and you can check it all out on their Facebook page. That's Sunset Tattoo Tulsa. Also, Instagram, at Sunset Tattoo Tulsa. You can see all their work there. Give them a call. Shoot them a message. Set up a time so you can get in and talk about what work you need done. I'm going to be in there myself soon, getting some stuff done. Can't wait. So give Jake and the crew a call. Tell them we sent you. Also, MedFarm. Dispensary located in Broken Air, Oklahoma, 24683 East Highway 51. Right there off the highway, you can't miss them. They got a huge selection. You can check it out on leafly.com. If you follow them on Facebook, that's MedFarm, P-H-A-R-M, or Instagram, at MedFarm OK. You can see all their specials that they run. They're always running different deals. They've got a ton of great product, and one of the deals that they are always running is if you mention Thunder Underground. They'll give you 10% off your first order, which is very cool. They've also got a drive through which I know a lot of dispensaries don't have that option. You can just pull up, tell them what you need, and even better, you can call them ahead. You can text them ahead, email them, whatever, place your order. 
so you can just pull up, drive through, and get out of there. But above all else, one thing they do that I know no other dispensaries do is that 30% of their profits are going to build no-kill animal shelters. They've got one well on its way to completion, and that's a huge, huge thing that we're very proud of here on this podcast to be a part of, of what they've got going on. So get over to Med Farm and tell them we sent you. And finally, DEB Concerts. A promoter based right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which brings a lot of kick-ass music to downtown Tulsa. Ideal Ballroom, they've hosted events with bands like Last in Line, Saxon, Buck Cherry, Warrant, Bisto Blanco, uh, Junkyard, LA Guns, Dockin, a long-ass list that keeps getting longer. They've also had shows at the BOK Center. Snoop Dogg and Nelly last year. Poison was scheduled this year. That's, of course, postponed at the moment. But coming up on August 15th at the Ideal Ballroom, they've got Dead Metal Society and Rocket Science. Two great Oklahoma bands that always bring an amazing, an amazing performance anytime they play. So get out there for that one. And then in October, on October 23rd, LA Guns will be returning. They've been to the Ideal a couple times and they're a great live band, of course. Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis have both been on this podcast before, and that's a great one. Get on debconcerts.com to get up-to-date info, as well as ticket info on no shows and anything on any of the the recent shows that were affected by the pandemic, on any upcoming news on reschedule and all that great stuff. We always like to say a huge thank you to DB Concerts. They're our longest-running sponsor, and we love them. Like I mentioned up front, Fist of Rage has a brand new song. Not only that, they've got a friend in tow, and that friend is Tim Ripper Owens. I'm a huge fan of that man. I'm also a huge fan of this band. So let's just get right into this and talk about it when we come back. This is The Rage of Judas.
Rage of Judas from Fist of Rage featuring Tim Ripper Owens, sharing vocal duties there with Brax and even Vernon. Man, that's some great stuff. I'm, I was, whenever I found out that they were doing this, this song with, with Ripper, I was really pumped because everything Fist of Rage does is great. And you throw Ripper into the mix, I'm like, I can't wait to hear this. And it did not disappoint as you just heard. I mean, that was fantastic. Combining elements of, you know, that old school sound, new school fist of rage, fucking just balls out, heavy rock that they do, and I love it. Follow these guys on Facebook, Instagram, and tell them that we sent you. Get on Spotify, wherever you stream music. Check out all their previous work as well. Stream that song hundreds of times. It deserves to be heard. Share it with all your friends. You know, you know the drill. But yeah, Ripper, I'm a massive fan of Iced Earth, and I love those two albums that he did with him, especially The Glorious Burden. So just to just to have him singing on a song with this band that, you know, has been a long time, you know, supporter of this podcast, as well as being on it, you know, friends with with everybody in this band. They've uh, had, I think twice now, the full band has been on the podcast, and then Brax has been on here, along with Jimmy from Violent Victim, the other band that he's in. And Paulette's been on here separately as well. It's long overdue, I think, to get the full band back on. Their drummer, Josh, has, has not been on this podcast. So we need to need to make that happen soon. And I'm sure we will. So, like I said, give Fist of Rage a follow on whatever social medias you're on. And tell them that Thunder Underground sent you. Alright, before we get into the Enterprise Earth stuff, I wanted to... Just mention this just because it's kind of funny, which I'm sure if you pay attention to rock music, like if you're listening to this podcast, obviously you, I'm sure you do, but about the time, I think I recorded the last episode, this might've been starting, but this whole Twitter feud between Sebastian Bach and Chris Jericho is pretty amusing. If you haven't seen it or followed it, just Google Sebastian Bach, Chris Jericho, and I'm sure you'll get tons of stories. There's you know, it's been all over Blabbermouth, Loudwire, Metal Injection, Metal Sucks, all the the typical places. I'm a huge fan of Skid Row from back in the day. I even like their newer stuff they did with Johnny Solinger. And I'm not one of those people that say they got to have Bach to be good, whatever. But, you know, Sebastian Bach has always had a great voice and he's, you know, amazing voice, especially back in the day. But he's still he's still good live to this day. And, you know, and he started talking shit, saying Jericho lip syncs and sings to tapes and all this stuff. And, hey, I wouldn't be surprised if he does sing to tapes. I mean, a lot of these bands do that these days, have backing tracks, which I'm not going to get into that right now. Jason and I have before. It's, it's pretty stupid. All you got to do is listen to Eddie Trunk for 12 seconds and you'll hear him talk about that. But anyway, I'm, I've seen Fozzie live a few times and... That guy's not lip syncing, at least the times I've seen him. And he's got a great voice. Is he, does he have Sebastian Bach's voice? No, but I mean, when it comes to current, what's the right word? Being relative these days, I think Chris Jericho's a little more there than Sebastian Bach is. The way things have been. I mean, Jericho's kind of built a, an empire around himself with everything he's done with his podcast, his books. I mean, he's been in you know, TV shows and film, and of course, 
what he's, you know, you know, Fozzie. And of course, what he's most well known for is wrestling. And he still has that going on to this, you know, to this day with AEW and everything. But the point I wanted to make here is that I always look at these things a little bit cynical. And I, I think, what if this is, you know, being Jericho, being, you know, kind of a, a pretty smart marketer, businessman with everything he does. And of course, his massive history in wrestling. I wonder if, what if this is a work, you know, what if him and Sebastian just started this quote unquote feud just to get press during the pandemic where the way that only, you know, most musicians are getting press is by doing a live stream or a zoom video or something, or if you get lucky, like enterprise earth, you know, and actually release, you know, new recorded studio music. But, but anyway, I, I wonder if, what if, what if this is like a setup for, a Fozzie Sebastian Botko headline tour for, you know, when touring can resume later in the year or in 2021, you know, look, they, they had this feud, they kissed and made up because I mean, Rich Ward from Fozzie even kind of got into the talk saying that Sebastian Bach is kind of universally disliked in the, in the business. And Jericho is one of the only people he's ever heard defend Sebastian Bach. And so I just, you know, I mean, I, I'm probably, totally off base, but that's just something I thought about. What if, what if this is just some kind of hype thing to get, get free publicity to lead up to something else, but there's just something to think about, I guess. But if you're an enterprise earth fan, you may not, you probably don't care about Fozzie or Skid Row, but you know, Hey, say, say you're a, a younger, you know, kid or adult and you're a fan of enterprise earth, really, really heavy stuff. I know that neither of those bands are close in that heaviness, but Seriously, give Skid Row's first two albums a chance, especially the second one, Slave to the Grind. It's a little bit heavier. And even her third one, Subhuman Rice, is great too, but that second album, Slave to the Grind, is just, you know, it's just somewhere between hard rock and heavy metal, and it's just a, a masterpiece of that era, in my opinion. But Anyway, there's another tangent for you. But let's talk about what we're here to talk about, which is Enterprise Earth. Gabe Mangold, the guitarist join me here. I recorded this with him back in early July. So just probably about three weeks ago. And just a couple weeks before that, in mid-June is when they released the Foundation of Bones EP. And this is a great, a great EP that, you know, that they put out. If you, if you haven't heard it, check it out. They've got a couple covers, a couple new songs. Well, there's three new tracks, but one of them is an instrumental of Foundation of Bones, and Foundation of Bones is a a brand new song. And, and the cool thing about the CP is that, like I mentioned here a minute ago, is that most bands are putting out, whether it be a Zoom video or a live stream or whatever, you know, you've seen a few bands put out studio recordings, and but it's kind of, you know, fewer and far between. They're releasing something that they recorded earlier or whatever. Like you'll hear about here coming up this interview, all this was recorded after the pandemic started, which is cool to hear. I guess rather than keep rambling about that, let's just hear what Gabe has to say about it himself. So here's Gabe Mangold from Enterprise Earth.
the decision to release Foundation of Bones unannounced? Was that like something that just kind of you'd guys plan for a while or just kind of come out of the spur of the moment type thing? Yeah, I mean, like the whole thing was very uh, spur of the moment from like the uh, the decision to do the EP to uh, self-produce it to do like a shadow release because, um, you know, we came back from canceled tours and whatnot weren't really sure what to do and but we we had a handful of demos that we've been sitting on for a good year and we're like yeah fuck it let's just uh let's just do an ep and yeah we'll, we'll make it a surprise you know not gonna make a huge deal out of it or anything like that but um yeah it was it was all very spur of the moment and like totally organic and yeah it was, it was also a lot of fun along that whole process as well well you said you come back from canceled tours so you're saying that you guys recorded this after covid hit and the shutdowns and everything this wasn't songs that were recorded beforehand no yeah yeah all, all this all these the, the the whole ep was decided upon and recorded and whatnot after after covid hit um the the, the song the original song itself we we had demoed for about a year um but we, we had planned on putting it on the next album but uh when we kind of conceive this ep idea we're like yeah we'll just you know we'll take that one and we had the idea to do the a couple covers decided on those and just yeah just kind of put it all together like that was that process like did you guys have to do everything remotely from each other or did you have a space you guys could get together yeah so yeah we all live in different parts of the country i i kind of live like a nomadic lifestyle here in, in new mexico at the moment dan the vocalist lives in Indianapolis, the drummer Brandon lives in uh, Long Beach, California, and our bassist Robbie lives up in uh, Seattle area. And uh, yeah, I, I recorded all the guitars and bass at my like little mobile studio, Tiny Hum Rig. Dan did his vocals in his closet at home. And then uh, our, our drummer, uh, we have a good friend, Chris Gazelle, who, who engineered drums, uh, and they, they, they track drums out there in L.A. And then everything was uh, mixed, mixed and mastered here, here in my little tiny home studio. Was that a a new process for you guys, or had you done previous work that way, or was was like the last album done together, like you would expect it to be done? I mean, yeah. So yeah, the last album Luciferous was recorded with Jason Sukoff, and everything was tracked and you know, mixed there there at Audio Hammer Studios at his place there in in Sanford, Florida. Okay. Uh, I mean, I mean, we, we've we've always demoed things remotely just because we've always you know, lived in different parts of the country. So as far as you know, the getting the songs together and sharing files, you know, that's we, we've been doing it that way for a long time now. Um, but the decision to self-produce kind of came along that whole thing too. We're like, yeah, well, like we're happy with the quality of these demos, you know. And we're like, I was like, well, you know, what if I actually put a little more effort in now that I have a little more time? And uh, we ended up getting something that we were all very stoked on. So. One thing that really jumped out to me was the acoustic version of There Is No Tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, how did you approach rearranging this song and everything? Because, I mean, that's something that, you know, is pretty unique to a band as heavy as you. Because, I mean, it's been done by heavy bands, but generally it's not like, you know, death metal bands doing that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, that one, it was, I think that, that was like the last song we decided to put in the EP. and. Uh, I mean, like that—that that song in general, it's like it's easily like the most melodic and like emotional, if, if you want to call it that song, off off of our last album, Luciferous. And um, yeah, I, I just I, I, I the idea popped into my head. I, I could hear chords and melodies, and 
yeah, the, the melodies for singing and stuff like that too. And I was like, yeah, we can totally do this. And um, if we do it, I think we can make it sound good. And yeah, we we were actually we're we're very stoked on that. We're we're excited to continue expanding upon that style um, in the future. So that is something you think you you guys would do more of. Oh yeah, 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 definitely a hundred percent. Yeah, and like, yeah, it was a lot of fun for Dan and I to do. And uh, people have never really heard Dan sing before. And like, I, I mean, I've I, I've known Dan has had a good good singing voice for a long time now. It's just the the uh, I guess the the moment hasn't been right for him to kind of uh, show it to the world, if you will. And um, yeah, this seemed like the perfect opportunity. And yeah, we're very excited to to do more of those things, acoustic things, in the future. Have you had feedback in the last couple weeks from fans on that? Yeah, it's actually been great because um, yeah, it's the feedback's been awesome. Because uh, you know, we 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 were expecting, uh, we were hoping to surprise people in the best possible way with, with that one. Um, and yeah, so far, like majority if the, the feedback, if not all the feedback I've seen from for that one from the fans, has been like a general, like wow, that was a pleasant surprise type, type kind of feedback. So, yeah. Well, was the the idea to cover Lamb of God like one like one of you, or is the whole band as a collective fans of the band? Yeah, yeah, we're all we're all big fans of Lamb of God. Um, Ashes of the Wake is like one of Dan's and I's favorite favorite metal records. Um, and I, I think on our last U.S. tour, we were, we were we were touring around with covering a Lamb of God song. We we're trying to figure out which one to do, and then like eventually we settled on on that one. Um, I, I'm not sure why we settled on it. I, I think maybe part of it was that I was like, oh, we can like take the last breakdown and drop it down an octave to the eight strings and make it like uber heavy or some shit like that. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was it, it was a lot of fun to do that one. Have you heard the new album from Lamb of God? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 honestly that that's my favorite Lamb of God record I think since Wrath. Uh, it's not that the ones preceding the, this one and after Wrath were weren't good because I, I enjoyed those ones too. But I feel like it, it just felt really like it felt like raw, like old school Lamb of God, but you know modern at the same time. And yeah, it was yeah. I, I, that, I, I listened to that record a couple times and really really dig it. It's great. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. The I really loved the last album. I know a lot of people were kind of split on that, but yeah, this new one's kind of a return to form, I think. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, you mentioned self-producing this EP. Was that something that was obviously done out of necessity because of the pandemic? Um, I guess not. Not it wasn't entirely necessity because because yeah, we we could have easily sent our files to a producer and had someone mix it and stuff like that. And, and we we did have a backup plan in case I wasn't able to get the job done. Um, but it was I once once the idea kind of got out there that hey, like we're gonna go for it. Um, I don't know, like like I really really wanted to get it done because like as as a band. Um, and as a songwriter, musician, like it just it, it helps me feel a lot more connected connected to the song whenever you know you know whenever we're at the range like kind of the whole way. Um, and aside from that, uh, from a business end, it allows us to save a lot of money because you know going to a producer is one of the biggest expenses a band has these days. Yeah. And um, thankful thank the universe for all of the incredible virtual technology we have with like digital plugins and analog to digital 
software and stuff like that, it it, it makes it so you you can make a quote unquote professional album, professional sounding album from your from your bedroom. Yeah. These days. I mean, is it like a collective band production thing, or is it one of like is it you? Do any of you guys have experience in the past of production? Uh, I mean, yeah. So I, 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 I did all the mixing and mastering on this one. Okay. Uh, it, it, everyone did the, the, their own, like as far as instrumentation, like like Dan produces on vocals at home. But I, 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 I did all the mixing and stuff. Same thing with the drums. Okay. And I, 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 I've been doing, I've been doing demos, you know, for everything I've written for how many, I don't know how many years now. And um, I, I, I never really took it too seriously because I was like, oh, you know, I can make a decent sounding demo, but I don't really have an interest in like doing a full-blown mix and then when the opportunity presented itself i was like you know i'm just i'm gonna go for it you know i feel like i can do it and here we are so was that experience great enough that you think you guys will continue doing that in the future yeah yeah we have decided to self-produce the, the uh the next lp and we'll okay. be self-producing everything everything ourselves going forward uh and, and like that that's not to say that we won't work with a producer again or collaborate with people again you know because collaborations are fantastic i love doing that but um it definitely gave us a lot more confidence that you know hey we we can do things we, we can do this on our own you know um and we can uh become more self-sufficient as a band and as a business from from, uh, from that yeah Speaking of the next album, is that something that's already being worked on, or is it just in the beginning stages? Yeah, it's actually the the, the next the writing for the the next album began last summer. Um, so we we have uh, a bunch of demos going. I would say it's about eighty to eighty five percent already written as far as the instrument instrumentation goes. Um, and I'll, I'll be taking some time here coming up soon to to hopefully wrap all that up. And um, yeah, the the goal is to have everything written and recorded by the end of the year, and then um, you know just wait for the right time to release it. Maybe whenever the world goes back to normal, I guess <laughs> right. if that happens. <laughs> well, how's how's your guys' writing process work? Do you guys bring in stuff separately, or do you try to write together when that when opportunities there? Uh, well, it, it's normally separate just because you know we all live in very different parts of the country right, right. um I, as, as much as yeah i i would love you know if dan was here to like just hang out and write for a couple weeks or something like that but it's it's a bit of a logistical burden uh and now with the covid stuff there's you know certain travel restrictions and this and that and there's a whole lot of variables in the air right now so i i think this this will be, last one will be finished as far as writing goes. We'll we'll all be doing it remote. But um, in the future, I would I would love to get together with with Dan or with the guys and just you know have like kind of uh, like little writing uh, vacations, if you will. You know, we all just hang out for a weekend or a week and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, since you joined the band a few years ago, there's been obviously new additions on bass and drums with Brandon and Rob. Like, how do you feel about the current lineup and? where it can what it can develop to in the future um i mean yeah our current lineup is is solid um you know whenever whenever robbie joined that was that was you know he 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 fit perfectly he fit perfectly into the band and that was huge and then whenever uh, brandon joined you know that kind of felt like 
Well, I, I, I hope it was the last piece of the puzzle as far as, far as the members go, because we, 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 the, the band has had a, had a lot of member changes up until about a year and a half ago. Um, but yeah, we're all, we all feel really solid with the lineup. Uh, we're all vibing and gelling together really well. So I'm, I'm very excited for, for our future. Well, this is probably something you've been asked a ton, but like, what, I mean, what are your thoughts going into next year or even later this year, however it works as far as playing live shows with everything going on? Are you worried about it or are you ready to get back out there? Uh, dude, I, I've been ready to get back out there ever since I got home back in March. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's, uh, I, I, I'm sure most, most touring musicians are probably chomping at the bit as well. Um, it, it, it's, it's not, it's not, yeah, part of it's an income thing because you know we we lost we musicians uh, of our level all, the majority of our income comes from touring, but um, it's 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 what we do, you know, and we we love playing shows, we love touring, and you know hanging out with fans and stuff. And yeah, it's a it's a bummer because it's a big part of our lives that is now now not there, and, and not even for us playing shows, but like going to shows, just seeing live music, you know the. The uh, world is, is is very quiet right now, and it's it, it's a uh, big bummer. Yeah, have you have you guys like talked about doing anything? Like, you know, a lot of people are doing all the virtual stuff and getting together to do anything like that. Oh, uh, I, I mean, again, if, if if we were all fortunate enough to live in the same part of the of the world, I'm, I'm sure we could do a virtual concert. Um, and, and yeah, we toyed around with like doing like, you know, live streams, like performances of vocals or guitars, but it's, and it's great that bands are doing that, you know, to stay active and busy, but it's just not the same, you know, it's like uh, other virtual concerts that I've tuned into. I was like, well, yeah, this is great. I love that the artist is doing this, but like there, the energy just isn't there. You know, it's, it's, uh. I don't know. It's, it just doesn't feel the same and it yeah. doesn't get me as excited as if I was actually attending like a real live show. So I, I, I really hope shows can come back at least in hopefully a small fashion by the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying, especially from, from heavier bands. It's like when you, when you watch someone set down acoustic, you know, I mean, it, it feels different, you know, it feels like that's the way that's supposed to be. But if you see like a rock band or a heavy metal band performing to an empty, room and you're watching on a computer it kind of it doesn't have the same feel at all you know yeah it's like how am i supposed to mosh with my keyboard you know it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't doesn't work it doesn't work that way so uh i i i think the the coolest quarantine performance i did see i don't know if you saw it or heard about it but uh whenever travis scott did that Fortnite performance where he was like in the video game doing a performance that 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 shit was wild that was probably the coolest thing i've I've seen, and I was like, "Yep, that no one's gonna top that." Like Travis Scott wins. Like <laughs> no one's topping that that quarantine performance at all. Like, so. yeah, I'd, I have to look that up. <laughs> yeah, it, it was so. It was honestly so sick. Like the whole time, I think he, he he did like three songs, and he was like, you know, this giant Travis Scott in, inside inside of the video game. Uh, but it was it was so sick. Like it was it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well. Since March, like, what did I mean? How have you been spending your time on a personal level? Uh, so, aside from doing the the EP production and all that, um, I've uh, I've I currently reside and work here in Taos, New Mexico. It's like a little mountain town in northern New Mexico. Um, 
I work at this place called Hotel Luna, Hotel Luna Mystica. It's like a vintage trailer uh, hotel and campground. And, um, I also worked here last summer. Um, and then whenever COVID struck, I hit up my old my old boss and friend friend who's the manager here, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I have some work for you. You know, just come on down." Um, so fortunately, I've I've been able to have a job here. Um, you know, while everything's been down music wise, but um. Yeah, been, we've just been working and enjoying the spring and summer here. This is a gorgeous part of the world in, in New Mexico, so I really like it out here. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for taking the time with me today. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me do it. I appreciate it. There you go. Gabe Mangold from Enterprise Earth. A huge thank you to Liz from EarSplit PR for her continued support of this podcast. And, of course, a massive thank you to Gabe for taking some time out there to talk about Everything the Enterprise Earth has going on. Like I mentioned up front and like you heard there in that that talk with Gabe, Foundation of Bones came out in mid-June. It was a you know, a surprise, unannounced drop that they did on that, and it was pretty cool. It's got, you know, the title track Foundation of Bones is a brand new song. There's also an instrumental version of that. They do this acoustic version of There Is No Tomorrow, which is fantastic. You gotta check this out, and of course the like we talked about in there, the Now You've Got Something to Die For Lamb of God cover as well. So dig into this thing if you haven't. Dig into their back catalog. And of course, I'm looking forward to see what they've got coming up on this next album that they that is in the works. But if this is your first time listening and you're a Enterprise Earth fan, I mean, we've had some, some heavy stuff on here. We've had on Trevor from the Black Dahlia Murder. Gumby and Tony from Battlecross have both been on here, I think, four times total. We've had on Jimmy Bauer from I Hate God and Superjoint and, of course, Down. We've had on Kirk Winstein from Crowbar and Down. We've had, well, hell, Phil and Somo from Pantera and Superjoint was on this podcast for like 30 seconds during that Jimmy Bauer interview. We also had on Steven from Superjoint and Phil and Somo and Illegals. Fed on guys, Tommy Victor from Prong, guys from Seven Dust, Crozier Conformity, Prong, White Zombie, Avatar, Insight, Testament, Megadeth, Death Angel, Toxic Holocaust. Hell, we've had on, if you like your classic rock or your hard rock, Guns N' Roses, Kiss, Gene Simmons has been on here, Tesla. Vivian Campbell from Def Leppard, Dio. The list is is pretty damn long, so just dig through it all, check it out. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Music, most pretty pretty much most anywhere podcasts are heard. Pull up BeatThatUnderground.com. You can listen to us on there as well. All our socials are on there, so click on those and follow and like us. And YouTube, at BeatThatUnderground. Subscribe to us there. There's a lot of Stuff that is not on the podcast. Like I mentioned, I've got that unboxing and tasting video of the Florida Frank Florida Heat hot sauce from Hella Hot Hot Sauce, as well as some other reviews and reactions and stuff that Jason and I have done to the last few years. And we'll have more of that as well coming up here in the, the coming months as well. Also on the website, we've got merch, t-shirts, koozies, shot glasses, stickers, magnets, all that kind of stuff, so... Shoot us an email at thetownunderground at gmail.com or message, message us on one of the social medias. And if you got any questions or 
like what you heard or didn't like what you hear, whatever. Just let us know what's up. Comment. That's that's one of the big things I always like to point out is that when it comes to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff, you don't have to buy stuff to support us or other people or other musicians. If you like, share, comment, all those things greatly help because it that's how the algorithms on these social medias work. If something the more comments, the more likes, the more shares something gets, the more it gets out there. So the more exposure we get. Same goes for any band you like. Especially during this pandemic, you know, when a band can't be out there touring and making money on merch that way. You need to get on Enterprisers website and buy some merch. You know, download Foundation of Bones and pay for it digitally. Whatever, you know, it helps. Or just get on YouTube or Spotify and queue it up like 500 times before you go to bed and just hit play because that helps too. You know, it takes a couple hundred or a few hundred streams on some of those things to make a buck. So, hey, anything you can do can help. Anyway, I'll quit rambling. We've got an episode coming up with Dusty from Dirty Rotten, which was a great one. Looking forward to that. And we've also got a couple other things that are in the works that I'll let you know as soon as they are finalized. Once again, a huge thank you to Gabe from Enterprise Earth, to Ear Split PR. Thank you to Hell Hot Hot Sauce, Med Farm, DEB Concerts, and Sunset Tattoo. And until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.